Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Monday, September 20th. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Yankees finishing up a week where they went 4-3 and three against teams they probably should have gone 6-1 and one or 7-0 and oh against. Series uh, finale loss to the Orioles, dropping 2 out of 3. Not just dropping 2 out of 3 to Cleveland, getting crushed by Cleveland two games in a row, Saturday and Sunday with Garrett Cole taking the beating on Sunday. Uh, man, that was a bad week. It was bad timing for a bad week as well. Only two weeks to go in the regular season. It's hard enough to lose one game like that, let alone three, when these are the teams you should be beating. Because obviously, as we all know, the schedule gets a lot tougher here. Three games coming up with Texas, and then it's Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay to close it out. Um, Boston and Toronto in front of you, uh, those six games, the Yankees have put themselves in a position now where they might have to win all six of them. Is that possible? I mean, even at minimum five and one, because you can't at this point, if you win two out of three against Toronto, you're only gaining one game against them. If you win two out of three against Boston, you're only gaining one game against them. It's not, it might not be good enough, um, depending on what happens here over the next few days. This week, the Red Sox have a two-game series against the Mets. Toronto plays Tampa Bay, so that could, that could be something right there. Um, and maybe, the, you know, the Mets are going to need to get off of this and maybe help the Yankees out. Yankees play the Texas Rangers. So you're going to put yourself in a position where maybe you can be tied by the time you get to that Red Sox series, um, at least on the loss side. But everything has to break right. Here's what here's the position the Yankees have put themselves in. Um, everybody has an uneven number of games, an unequal number of games. The Red Sox have 11 games left. The Blue Jays have 13 games left, and the Yankees have 12 games left. So you look at the loss side, and the Yankees are two back on the loss side. Um, about two weeks ago, I probably looked at 93 wins as the number that that the Yankees needed because I, I figured if you look at, you know, and Oakland's still in this too, um, if you looked at all the contenders, it was hard to figure more than two teams getting over 93 wins. And I thought the Yankees would be one of those teams that would get there. Well, the Yankees are now in a position where they have to go 10-2 and two in order to get to 93 wins the rest of the way. That's really tall order. And on top of that, because, you know, because of where they are with the rest of the team, because they've, uh, because they've lost ground here, Boston and Toronto don't, don't need to be nearly that good. Just think of it this way. You're two back on the loss side of both of those teams, right? So if you go 10-2, and two, Boston just has to go 7-4 and four to get to 93 wins. 
That's just to tie them. If you go 10 and 2, Toronto just has to go 9 and 4. Um, and that's just a tie. So it, it's, and Toronto's red hot, right? They're, they're smashing the ball all over the place. They seem to have a deeper pitching staff than even we thought before. And Barrios really was a terrific addition. Uh, we'll find out maybe in the next couple of years how much they gave up and what it all meant, you know, depending on how far they go here. But they've really uh, deepened their pitching staff. And Robbie Ray is peaking, just like Garrett Cole was peaking up until this last one against Cleveland. Cole had pitched very well, uh, despite the injury, despite the, uh, the hamstring injury. He had pitched really well. But now you're looking at these last two weeks and 12 games left. And listen, I've been, I, I, I've been believing for months that this team was capable of going on a run. And we saw a good bit of it. They won 30 out of 40 at one stretch. Okay, this wasn't just one 13-game winning streak. They won 30 out of 40 at one point. Um, and they put themselves in a position where they're competing for a spot. They undid a lot of that good right after the 13-game win streak, unfortunately. So now they're just really battling for a spot, battling stay in this. So now I keep finding myself wondering if it really is possible. Is it possible because they have undone so much of the good that they did? And when you saw the way that they were doing it, well, there are a lot of reasons for it now, okay? They've taken a lot of hits. They have a lot of, the, you know, a lot of the players who started to break out offensively have gone backwards again, and they're contributing to what is just a season-long just amazement that this Yankee team just isn't scoring enough, that they're not hitting enough. And that was never going to be a concern, was it? Especially if I told you that Judge and Stanton would stay healthy all year and both hit 30-plus home runs, well, you say, all right, no problem. This offense is going to mash. Well, it's not because those are the only two guys having any sort of representative years. The biggest culprits probably right now because it seems to be spiraling on them, and now you're questioning their futures with the team beyond the next two weeks. Gary Sanchez, Gleyber Torres. Uh, certainly, they both had some issues before this, but the fact that they were still in relative cost control years for a long period of time uh, helped the Yankees, you know, keep their faith in these guys. And you know, Gleyber Torres still hasn't turned 25 yet. So you're talking about a really young player who has gone through a struggle and obviously still has a lot of talent. But you're talking about where they move up in the salary structure and what the Yankees could do if they move their money and figure out where else they could go. Could they could they go after pitching? Could they go after a shortstop? Could they, you know, obviously as we, we talked about all the shortstops that are out there this year. Um is that something that's that's possible now? Are they putting you know do they do they go after Corey Seager and put Anthony Volpe, Oswald Peraza on the back burner and not worry about the fact that they could be ready in a year and change? Because you just don't know because they're prospects and they're an A ball and double A and you can't guarantee yourself anything, especially when you have a player like Seager available. Is that the direction the Yankees are going to go? And do they then cut ties with Sanchez and Torres, move on from them and refill this and move LeMahieu back to second? So much of this, this is all an off-season discussion, but it's 
it, it's a discussion because this regular season has gone south for both Sanchez and Torres. Gary Sanchez had a really good run offensively and was looking really good for a while. And even just the other day, he had this incredible game where he, where he smashed two balls and had nothing to show for it, right? Uh, this, the game in Baltimore. Uh, he took an over when he just he he had he had the game that he had the ball that Cedric Mullins pulled back over the fence, robbed him of a home run, and then he had another shot two at bats later. They drilled down the left field line that was stabbed by the third baseman. Two plays that took away basically you know six bases right there. A home run and a double easy on those two, and he took an over. So that's some of the thing that Sanchez is dealing with. But overall, you're talking about a large sample of at bats that are just now yielding the same results that they were before and not the good kind. And Glaber Torres has gone backwards because he hasn't he's his average is up, his power is down, and his defense just isn't close enough. Um is he is he showing you enough offensively with just the average up here that um you might want to give it another shot? I I don't know, but it feels like they've They've really gone a long ways here, and with other options available to them, maybe maybe it's time for them to finally do that. Uh, there's at least some discussion about that. Steve Phillips, former general manager, who is now a uh, one of the excellent hosts on SiriusXM, uh, MLB Network Radio, um, he basically guessed that this is the end for Sanchez and Torres, and the the dominoes that fall after that include Corey Seager um, and include some some pitching help. Um, so we'll see where this goes in the winter, but for now, you know, haven't you seen it, you know, what happens in the next 12 games is going to change a lot about what you see, what you've seen in the first 150. And that's what the large sample size is about. That's why, you know, earlier in the year you say, hang on, it's early, hang on, it's early. And when it gets to be a large enough sample, you say, okay, what are we looking at? And is there any way that this gets corrected again next year? Um, I think there'd be, boy, you know, clearly the Yankees need to do better and they need to move some pieces around. So if they, and they're limited in what they can move around because of contractual obligations and things like that. So you're looking at trying to figure out who has some value. Glaber Torres' value is down, but as a young player who's going to turn 25 in December and isn't that far removed really from, um, from being one of the top young players in the game, maybe there's some competition for him, which would drive up a little bit of a price. But clearly, their bargaining position is not nowhere near where it would have been if he's coming off good years. And if he's coming off good years, well, then you wouldn't be trading him most likely. Um, those are still questions for a little bit further away because you know there's still two weeks to play and you wonder if there's a chance. But really, you know, they... I, and I keep coming back to the fact that they played well for 40 games, so there should be a chance. But right now, they just look like it, there isn't. It just looks like there isn't. And they're just sucking the life out of everybody who believed in, in this team because there are a lot of different reasons for it. The hitting, is, hitting has just gone backwards again, and the bullpen is shot. Um, do you trust? And, and even like the, the healthy arms. The healthy arms are Rollis Chapman and Chad Green. You know, you're going to be playing a lot of close games. I know they won a lot of close games, but you know, in October against the good teams, you're going to have to roll the dice with Chad Green and the Rollis Chapman in big spots, and they've given up so many big home runs already. Maybe Luis Severino makes a difference. I don't know. But, um, you know, if he can make any sort of difference at all, maybe he helps them win enough games here down the stretch. But he's 
you know, he's he's far from a guarantee. And you're going to see him this week, and maybe he'll show you that he's got something for a month's worth of, of run here. Or maybe he's just going to show you, you know what, he's finally back from rehab, and let's see what he looks like in 2022 because he's been rehabbing injuries for a couple of years now. Um, the pitching injuries, the bullpen injuries, with Loisaga especially, huge blow there. Chapman's inability to regain his form from his first couple of months, really big blow there. And listen, you can draw the line from the crackdown on sticky stuff to where his effectiveness started to go down. I can't prove that, but I can show you on the timeline that it makes sense. Um, so can he get it back? He comes in and out. He doesn't really, he hasn't gone on a big streak of, you know, for three weeks in a row where you say, no problem, he's got it. His streaks now are maybe two or three outings before something else gets away from him. It's, um, It's just not comforting if you're thinking about trying to go into a postseason with these as your bullpen options uh, and these as your starting lineup options. The lineup, did they really just forget how to hit? And I know everybody wants to blame a bunch of people, but think about the fact that two years ago, this is one of the most potent offenses in the league. And all these same players, LeMahieu, Voigt, Urshela, uh, Torres, Sanchez, they were all responsible for it. Where'd they go? What happened to them? Same coaches, same players. Um, so you can come up with a number of different reasons. There's not one simple answer. So I don't think that I think I think everybody wants to believe that firing this person or firing that person is the one answer that's going to change everything around. And it's clearly not the case. A lot of answers. Are people's jobs should they be evaluated? Absolutely. Are are changes necessary? Maybe. But to just say this guy's not hitting, it's this guy's fault. Bam. That's it. I think that's a little simplistic. I think we all know that too. I just think you kind of want action, and um, the Yankees don't just don't operate that way. They evaluate. They take their time to evaluate. Maybe they'll make the right evaluations this winter and, and figure out how to, you know where the changes need to be. Um, and again, maybe they'll show you over the course of the next two weeks that there that wasn't a fluke. And, and I. And I, I can't stress to you enough, it wasn't just 13 games. Over a 40-game stretch, they were the best team in the baseball. And they beat good teams. They beat the White Sox. They beat the Astros. They won series against both of those teams. They're the division leaders, the division winners in the other uh, other divisions in the league. Only teams they really have trouble with in their own division. Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. They're under 500 in their own division. Uh, and that's all the difference in the world right now. Under 500 in their own division. And thanks to James Smythe from the Yes Network who helped look this up. There's about a dozen teams in this um, in the entire history of baseball. And most of them are in the wild card era, as you would expect, uh, that didn't uh, have a winning record inside their own division and still made the playoffs. Only one of them ever won a World Series. The 2006 Cardinals, who somehow managed to do what we all think is possible in September, right? Or October. You get a team that just barely sneaks in. That Cardinal team won 83 games, and then they went on a roll. Things broke their way, and they end up winning a World Series because they've got a couple of Hall of Famers on their roster, right? They had Yadier Molina. They had a young Adam Wainwright. Um, they had Albert Pujols. Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols, and Tony La Russa managing, right? Just get him into the postseason, and maybe magic happens. It did that year. And that's kind of what we keep falling back on with this Yankee team. You've got... Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge in prime form. Okay, Sunday's performance aside, Garrett Cole is right there with Robbie Ray in the Cy Young race. Maybe, maybe this 
tips, right? His ERA is now over three. Maybe maybe he just lost the Cy Young Award. But um, that one thing aside, Garrett Cole has pitched really well. Aaron Judge has played really well. Award-level caliber, right? If you're talking about go go past Otani and Vladimir Guerrero and look who's next in the MVP races, you know, Judge is kind of right there. Um, so when those guys are playing the way they are, you say, okay, is there a chance? Do they have a chance? Uh, it just doesn't look like it right now. And, you know, I've kind of been in this side where I, I believe they were as good as their wins, not as bad as their losses. And I'm, unfortunately right now, I'm not seeing enough wins to just get them there. You know, I really think they have to go 10-2 and two in the next 12 games in order to get into this postseason. And after having seen the way they just did complete reversal from the 13-game win streak, not just cooled off, complete reversal, it's just hard to believe that it's coming. Uh, but we'll see. Three against Texas. Maybe we'll change our minds again, right? Let's let's kind of see see which way the wind blows after a three game series against Texas, and the Yankees head into this nine game finale against Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. I want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. Um, and I know the season's almost over, but there's a lot of off season stuff, as I just alluded to. We can get into a lot of that, too. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk some prospect things and things like that. Stuff of interest for you as uh, as this uh, season winds down and the postseason moves on along. Hoping to get some special guests for you to break down some postseason games and then get into the offseason stuff and talk some prospect things for you as well. So keep coming back here. Hit subscribe, hit review, all that jazz. Uh, you'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports, my Yankees reports, delivered right to you from the WFAN Baseball Insiders. Thank you all for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.